0: Campo Profiler Toads and Talks. Season two, episode number, Thomas? I well, think Thomas it's 10. Me. I think it's episode 10, that's true. Um,
1: it's 10, yes, it's 10.
0: It's 10, thank you. Legends Tribute, here's the video. it's uh, it's about Prince. Uh, It's about that track uh, which uh, I think defined Prince for a lot of people or uh, for the world and uh, uh, then the tonal world of Prince and uh, what he used over the years and uh, Thomas really got deep into uh, the details and and has a lot of information for us. Um, For everybody else uh, who's not satisfied with what we have on Uh, the menu for today, Um, I would recommend to check out the Sunset Sound Studio uh, podcast. You find it on YouTube, search for Sunset Sound. Uh, That's the studio where Prince recorded and produced uh, a lot of uh, stuff in the 80s with uh, the sound engineer Peggy McCready and the good people at Sunset Sound, for example, have uh, invited Peggy back into the holy halls and uh, talked to her uh, a lot about uh, how it was to work with Prince and how he worked and and what quirky things uh, happened uh, to make the tracks turn out the way they turned out in the end and um, yeah please check out this one and uh, Here's Mr. Thomas Dill, again, who definitely knows much more than I do, and uh, please take over and get into some print stuff.
1: Okay, uh, first of all, uh, what you heard in the video is just a sound alike from, uh, yeah, Purple Rain played different uh, just to fit to the key of the video, of the the medley of the video. So the original uh, is one half step higher and with some different chords.
0: That first one in which key are you right now?
1: B flat. It's it's
0: um, okay, because I used to play that uh, in a, in a cover band with this amazing singer, um, Pamela Falcon from New York, and uh, uh, this was completely different. I think we started with B, no, with B, yeah, B flat, yeah. uh, but, yeah. but but a nine,
1: uh, yeah. B-flat um but most people play this uh sus2 sus mm-hmm. but in the original it's that one
0: Ah, oh, okay cool.
1: b flat at nine mm-hmm. the third in the as low lowest note so you need maybe you should play that this but uh In the original intro, it's just the third S, the the lowest note. Mm -hmm. Then going to the minor G minor Mm -hmm. at 11, minor 7 at 11, Mm -hmm. then the F, and that nice chord for my small fingers. This is an... uh, E flat at nine, the nine, third, and the fifth. So that's the
0: original version. So after 30 years now, I finally (laughs) learned how this is played uh, properly. I just was, uh, you know...
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, many, many, uh, I did, uh, I played that wrong Uh, years ago too and and somebody told me how to play it right so uh, (laughs) it's normal it's normal but it's just a simple one six five and four chord progression made this really unique sounding uh song Mm
0: -hmm. i know yeah
1: and uh there's another thing uh it's not only about prince it's about another person who created this great part i will come to that later okay, cool. um, so i take over with uh, some research that i did the hardcore prince fans may forgive me for hopefully that that everything's all right <laughs> that that i researched for that stuff um yeah so if there's something wrong or uh, something needed to be added please write a comment down below okay so starting purple rain is from prince composer is prince yeah who else and uh, the album is purple rain the album release was 1984 and we have it here sunset sound first avenue is a club and the warehouse are the studios where they recorded that the the album and the producer of course was prince and uh they did for the songs they did a live recording in the first avenue club club which is the club where they performed in the uh, movie and they recorded the basic tracks and then for purple rain for the song purple rain they made overdubs at sunset sound it was recorded with his band the revolution and he got two grammys for that album and the movie won one oscar so the guitars um prince is famous and very much known for using a honer guitar German company not famous for uh, building guitars for accordions and uh, harps. But uh, they made some guitars and Prince got one and he used one very often. This is the Mad Cat guitar. And uh, in the movie you see a Dave Rusen cloud guitar. Here's a picture of him using the Mad Cat. It's a Tele guitar and this was uh, originally built by the company hs anderson in japan and hona liked it and they released it under their own label and somebody said that prince bought the instrument in the late 70s and for about 30 dollars i don't know if that's right so um, yeah um He replaced the pickups with uh, Kinman pickups, and the guitar has a maple neck, strut style, hardtail bridge. And in the 70s, there were originally about 1000 models made. So uh, these old one, old Madcats are really uh, not much on the market. And this is a picture of the HS Anderson Madcat. And uh, maybe it's a reissue because of uh, Prince made that model famous, and everybody made reissues. As Hona, two. Uh, this is the Prince from Hona, same guitar, and uh, here's the hatstock. And Prince let some luthiers make copies of the guitar too, and here's one from Roger Zadovski uh in yeah some blue purple blue with uh flowers on it and here is the dave rusen cloud guitar which he plays in the movie um on purple rain then the last song at the set uh, or at the last song in the movie the amps and caps he was using for that recording that i found out is uh, was a mesa boogie mark ii some fender amps music and amps marshall amps and of course direct recording with the countryman 85di and he was using marshall caps and the back and cap and this is his setup for stage a mesa boogie mark ii amp and this back end 2x12 cap and this is used in the studio and on stage and with the boogie amp it has two 12 jbl speakers and uh, effects yeah he was using a lot of effects um boss flanger delay boss uh oc2 octava sd1 overdrive v vb2 vibrato dunlop crybaby and yeah the list maybe goes on in yeah he i think he took everything what makes great sounds and he made even greater sounds out out of it And uh, as I said before, uh, when we talk about Purple Rain, the song Purple Rain and the intro of Purple Rain, um, we need to talk about another guitar player, and this is Wendy Melvoin. She was the guitar player uh, in the revolution in the band uh, um, he was supported by, and uh, she came up with this iconic sound and iconic chords because um she she told in an interview that prince uh started had the melody already and uh, played the band the song on the piano uh, and to to and and he asked the guys in the band uh what what they come up for and wendy came up with this um this chords and and she she took took it to another level and added the chords and everything and uh very interesting is another video um here she is it's it's from one year ago from vertex effects uh on the right is mason Marangella um he built it uh built the the pedal board for wendy a new pedal board and she shows how she uses this pedal board and of course she shows how she played purple rain and very interesting for this intro another screenshot from this video the gear she used for purple rain was just her rickenbacker six string guitar a boss ce1 and a mesa boogie mark one amplifier and i think it was uh the jbl the, the back end cap so uh yeah very interesting and yeah, we need to uh, maybe uh, change the name for this uh, Rick into Wendy and Prince because this is this is Wendy Melbourne sounding.
0: Let's call it Vince.
1: Vince, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, Vince.
0: that's true. I saw that video as well uh, when she was uh, um, uh, showing his uh, uh, her new paddleboard and uh, talking a lot about that stuff. Um, Amazing person. And um, yeah. as you were mentioning, uh, the pedals uh, Prince, uh, Prince used, uh, that's also a thing that Maggie McCready said in that Sunset Sound uh, interview, that um, he always had a pretty big pedal board in the studio, a lot uh, live, uh, a little bit stripped down, but uh, uh, he never got into a programmed, pre-programmed, preset-oriented mm. uh, things for his shows, which is pretty astonishing because he was you know in the 80s coming out of the 80s and into the yeah. '90s, where everybody had their racks with uh, uh the bradshaw you know pre-programmed mm-hmm. stuff and um knowing uh about Prince's music uh, it it would be um an, an easy assumption and uh she said that they uh, approached him and tried him to show that stuff but then he realized that he can't do pretty he can't do anything uh on top of that so if that's you know the next sound comes, and that's all fine, but it has no uh, no possibility for him to to change something, to uh, to add something to it, to go crazy maybe one night on that thing. So uh, he ditched all that uh, and stayed with his pedal board because that gave him the uh, the opportunity to go crazy uh, with his guitar and do something special uh, whenever he felt like it and was never shackled to some um, pre-produced uh, stuff and uh, okay he could do that because he had his armada of amazing musicians behind him yeah. who were always delivering, delivering uh, the the basic stuff and he could uh, um, prance around uh, in front of them with his uh, endless possibility or you know uh, that i thought was pretty interesting mm amazing approach for the 80s yeah yeah. the 90s
1: but but um it's it's great to have uh to know your stuff and sometimes it's better to leave it there where it is and leave it basic and you have you have the freedom to to jump into another thing and uh to to use something on the spot on the fly so that's something what what i do very much uh, with the profiler uh, i'm using these um, effect buttons just to turn effects on and off and use the morph button to to switch between effects so you can uh, with a morphing you can change effects on and off by uh, morphing the mix level
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's that's true that's what i also uh, recommend to to people okay you you have your song list maybe and uh, you program stuff with all the performances Uh, um uh, meticulously uh, programmed to the song parts but always have i don't know five banks of performances in front of uh, everything where there's just the bread and butts freewheeling uh, um, setup like uh, your go-to amp uh, and uh, dry and wet uh uh, basic distortion Stuff, uh, some clean stuff, and uh, so that you could, if you would go to a jam and you don't know what's going to happen, mm. that you mm. would have access to your basic basic setup. That's uh, that's always very very important, I think.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: And, and there was something else I wanted to throw in, uh, and and even distract us more from the okay. Please bear with us. Oh, the guitar. Yeah, and everybody knows that famous. Uh, uh where my guitar gently weeps oh, yes. uh, performance oh, uh, yes. and he was doing that with his uh telly with his what's called mad cat mad cat, uh, the honor uh, guitar yeah. as well yeah.
1: so and also. i just watched yesterday the uh, a concert from from the super bowl where he played in the rain and he played uh best of you from foo fighters with a great guitar solo Pff, amazing amazing yeah yeah, totally great guy and genius in uh very many ways so as a producer as a guitar player as a composer as a live performer singer it's
0: it's yeah amazing and the way he um (laughs) (laughs) i could go on uh because yeah yeah. um, he was he was basically the um, um, so, so approaching uh, the modern technology um, and um, building up on on, on the uh, the traditions and the essence, and also in terms of instruments, you know this basic guitar and pedals and then he was the first from one of the first ones with the uh, lindrums and sequencers yep. and doing this stuff and sitting in the studio writing and producing at the same time uh, with the help of just one uh, uh, engineer and, and uh, going yep. until you know for 18 hours for 20 hours until the song was done you know there was no uh, uh Fitzing around with, uh, you know, we come back later for the drums or whatever. He was playing the drums mm. and then playing the bass. And in the end, he threw everything away. Like, uh, what was it? When Doves Cry? It's um, mm. also uh, amazing what uh, Peggy said about that uh, recording session. He had it pretty big and full. And then uh, it was just that basic um, Lindrum thing and um, a little no bit bass. Guitar, no bass and that amazing uh, singing and this these lyrics come on Mm. so where's that now with all the technology people Mm. (laughs) bring bring it on (laughs) yeah so great guy and and uh, a great inspiration also for guitar players where he always said that uh, um, uh, he was back going back and forth a lot of time on what to um, um, uh, promote as the as the marquee for 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 what he was and what he was doing and uh, he re- he regretted every once in a while that he didn't show off more of his guitar playing because basically to the world he was that uh you know soul
1: yeah
0: go yeah. pop funk um singer-songwriter and not the reincarnation of Hendrix which was living inside of him yes definitely, definitely. You. But
1: when you watch the super bowl you see yeah. him
0: yeah okay <laughs> so um
1: okay coming back to the sound
0: directions yeah
1: okay um i share the screen with the rig manager and you find the this sound uh, this rig in the legends tribute collection one two three and you see prince so we we rename it for whence then (laughs) (laughs) okay you see pretty much in the signal chain and um there are some things so the the key is the chorus compressor um the fuss we we will talk about that later wawa 2 and a single delay and a natural reverb Uh, studio eq just for matching to the speaker frequency range but it has a really high high cut um, and a little bit of mids boosted and a little bit of high frequency boosted here and uh, low gain turned down uh minus two db so um that's it here the amp i didn't use a boogie amp i used a profile of a fender twin twins uh, 59 from the top jimmy um rig pack and uh, I turn everything down, except the noise gate, When uh, that doesn't matter now. And this is the basic sound, a clean twin, without any room information. And uh, here's the reverb it's a little bit uh yeah a little bit more than on the recording i've tried to do some in between live sounding and recording sounding the recording is really dry just a little bit of room information so for the use on stage you might uh, need some a bit more more room information and a a bigger room so i made that uh yeah far from the original version so if you like to have this original sound i come back to the rig manager um then either turn the decay time down you have this small room and uh yeah if you have like to have this 80s dry sound then turn the re- reverb off but i come to that later also so we're using the reverb with the original decay time at 1.8 here and uh, the compressor is just set with uh yeah a moderate setting intensity at 4.9 attack 3.8, and the mix level at 57, just to uh, boost the um, softer picked notes. So so you you have a light better play feel. Without. The same picking level so you get a little bit
0: of boost. but man this guitar um um that's uh that's also something else you have there i think because what i hear uh you know the the sound uh, the the clean tone this this sounds amazing yeah so it's just a uh, it's is this a real um uh, worn out guitar or uh, was it uh, a- no like that so
1: it was uh, the first thing I bought in 2023 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> didn't earn on earn one penny but bought a guitar a custom shop guitar it's a Fender uh, custom shop no caster mm. and uh, I don't really like that look that worn out uh, heavy aged uh, heavy relic look but I I, I went to the store here in Aschaffenburg, guitar place in, in Aschaffenburg, great store, and uh, they had, I think about five different tallies from the custom shop and I played them all and this was the one. And uh, yeah, so I didn't want that, but uh, yeah, sound goes goes first and yeah. it's amazing, but it has the baseball neck. So that was heavy for me to play with my uh, smaller fingers, but uh, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting used to it, that neck. But uh, those those chords, you hear it. It's it's hard to play with a with a fat neck.
0: <laughs> yeah, but okay. it sounds. I mean, just uh, what I hear from through the through the interwebs, it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to know.
1: Okay, go on. So, back to the sound. (laughs) And uh, back to the rig manager. Okay, natural reverb, compressor, and the main thing is the chorus. Here we are. And uh, just one thing first the single delay. On the original there is no delay on the guitar but i thought i'm using a little bit of delay for this uh yeah call it live sound and this delay has a 260 so a one eighth note repeat it's a single delay and the mix level is at 37 percent And the thing is, I use a little bit of modulation and chorus on that, just to give me in the, yes sustained notes, some modulated sound. Without a delay. Mm -hmm. So it's got this spheric... uh, Modulating sound and you don't when when you play, you hear it a bit, but it doesn't hurt. So it just makes some yeah atmosphere for me. But if you don't if you go for the original sound, then you need to turn that off. Then the hyper chorus and i think somebody will ask why the hyperchorus and because we know now that wendy melbourne used a boss ce1 and um, we have the the other chorus here the vintage chorus and there's a setting called ce1 And I tried that. But for me, it sounds a little bit too, yeah, let's say normal. The hyperchorus setting, I'll go back to the original rig. The hyperchorus setting is a little bit more intense. So, for me, it sounded closer to the original recording as with the vintage chorus. And maybe they added at the mix some modulation on top of the uh, originally recorded signal. And uh, yeah, that's it for this sound. If you like to go for the solo, then turn on the camper fuss and have fun. Oh this is that's that one so uh yeah with with the hyperchorus maybe you need to turn the hyperchorus off but uh it works for for this use and uh another thing so coming coming from from that sound so this is a rhythm sound and lead sound and uh you can get out of this rig some some other prince sounds and um therefore you you need to do something else so i will show you that um let's see first of all for this really total dry eighty sound um just use A compressor, no reverb, no chorus, first of all, no studio EQ, just the amp. Oh, the chorus is on. So this is the, the dry sound amp, but in the 80s, they were really much recording direct. And so to get that sound, that direct 80s sound, I turn the cabinet off and just leave the amp on and you get this sparkling clean sound. And maybe um just just now modify that one it's it's a little bit too sparkle for me and here we go uh this is a rig manager version this is not this is it's a better version um in the future there is the that this is coming this uh liquid profiling stuff and uh we have this Button here, Camper Generic. So, this is the original um, EQ tone stack. And you can choose different tone stacks with this newer version. And this is a great thing to use. So, um, I'm taking the Fender Twins, the normal channel. And just uh, by switching that point, it sounds a little bit different. Changing back. Here we have the Kemper Generic, so the the old, original one. And then just switching over to the Fender Twin. It sounds a little bit different. It feels a little bit different. So for me, always, it, it sounds a little bit more musically, more harmonic sounding and uh now we can turn down the treble to to get this uh high sizzling sound a little bit away that's too much it's too much the other side so this is the one and now when you turn the wah on You get this one this is the kiss <laughs> uh, two hours ago my daughter called me and i just played this one lick and i said what's that and she immediately said kiss <laughs> <Awesome>. so okay <laughs> lessons learned mm-hmm. and uh, yeah you, you get this Great sound, and this is uh, the the '80s Prince direct sound. Um, what you can get when you use or when you don't use the cabinet, and use these uh, new EQ tone stack things just to modify the sound.
0: Play authentic, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, yeah, yeah. You again, um, this one uh, with this one, you totally nailed it. Uh, i am sure and uh i think a lot of people will appreciate that and um yeah yeah prince uh, uh what he did uh, musically it's uh um such a wide range of uh, um uh, aspects um and then you know even to this uh, which is seems to be really up to date as well um when he when he uh, uh, r- uh, uh, was raising uh, against uh, the record companies, you know, and, and uh, uh, trying to get uh, uh, his uh, his art back. And uh, um, this was this was really something. And uh, yeah, with everybody else uh, these days, um, thinking about these things, how it will go. Um, so there was a lot of stuff going on that's still relevant today. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. So th- thank you for this one. Um, I would never have thought about uh, um, uh, bringing that as one full subject on, but uh, it's really inspiring. So thanks again for this, people. Uh, check it out at home. And uh, yeah, uh, check out the Sunset Sound uh, podcast. Uh, it's really amazing. And
1: uh, and of course, check out Wendy Melvoin. Yes. Um, she she did some other great recordings with Cheryl Crow, the Globe Sessions and uh i think she does a lot of ambient stuff so uh she, she showed some some stuff in the video so a uh, great amazing guitar player really underrated uh and we, we need to yeah raise the flag for for these these guys
0: yeah indeed and basically uh, uh if you ask uh, about the uh you know the tone stacks and stuff uh, this all will be available to you guys soon. Uh, we're working currently on some uh, content. And um, uh, it's amazing, I can tell you. Yeah. And uh, See you next time.
1: Bye.